Hi, George. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good, good, good. I love it. It's, going it's been on. a week. It's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a very crazy week with... We like, did it. We put it out there. It lives on its own. It's now a real breathing thing. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. People are... People have been very receptive. Yeah, because it's our friends, and our friends love us, and so that's how they should be. True, <laughs> true. But they don't have to. There's people that are acquaintances that didn't have to reach out, you know, that were kind of like, hey, this is awesome, by the way. Like, people I haven't spoken to in a very long time. Really? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, uh, I kind of like that. So, hi, guys. It's George. It's Carlos. And this is the Moaka Media Podcast. Woo! Whoop, whoop. Oh, man. Okay. I love this. Right? Yeah. So I decided that for episode two, after listening to episode one, where we talk about or kind of give the idea about what this is, we should now do for this one, who are we? So this is like... The origin story. This is our origin story. Ooh, okay. Right? All right, I like that. Um, for at least, you know, 15 minutes. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. I totally dig it. Who we start with, though? Huh? Who do we start with? Well, I think we should start with you because you're like the Dr. Drew and I'm like the other guy. <laughs> As like the person that has like the actual like credentials to like provide oh people with like actual <laughs> advice and not just be like, let me tell you about your life the way that I do with my friends. I, I'm just, it, it doesn't cease to amaze me that we're just on the same wavelength so much because Dr. That... That Adam Carolla, right? Adam Carolla. Yeah. At that that example is exactly what came to my mind, except that he's like a million times smarter than I am. But and but I'm yeah. a million times cuter than Adam Carolla, so I totally get it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So I, I okay. So we'll start. Let, I'm I'm. Here's the thing, though. What I get uncomfortable about talking about myself because why would people want to know about me? Because they don't know you, or they just don't know like. I like as a, the reason why I say qualifier is because I think it's a really good way to let people know that while we have our opinions that are based on our experience, it's also good for them to understand that they're based they're 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 based on like not just real life experience but like you do this for a living like you are a licensed mental health counselor I got that right right yes yeah um, and you know you treat people for a living you help people out for a living it's like literally what you do yes. Um, and so a lot of where you come from and the, the conversations that you've had, um, this part of it is an extension of a lot of that. Right. Okay. You know? So you're like, like you, you have data, you have, you've had conversations like this with people. So you have an idea of like where this, where there are like men out there with this mindset that, you know, don't want to, they will talk to it to you privately. Like you mentioned right. it lots of us yeah. where like your friends call you and they're like, I need to talk. One on one, right, 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 um, and then you go into like you know you go into like that clinical like way of helping somebody out. Sure, sure. But that's you know you tell your story. Don't let me tell your story for you. No, no, I know. It's just I, I, so I, I totally yeah I, I I totally get where you're coming from and uh, and I appreciate that. I think that because I think what's most interesting about being in the line of work that I'm in is that we sometimes I have a hard time helping ourselves too. So we are, it's really important. I tell this to all my patients that, you know, I'm, in, I'm imperfect. We're all imperfect in our own perfect way. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, the, the, a lot of, there's a, per, a, a large percentage of how 
I'm able to understand my patients that comes from my own personal life experience. And I think that's why a lot of people can be mental health counselors in their own way without the credentials. I mean, the credentials is what allows you to do it for a living. But there's a lot of people that are like very easy, like you're very easy to talk to. You're a very good listener. You know, you, you paraphrase, you do things that lets the person know that you're actually listening to the words that they're saying. Which okay, but now weird. you're talking about me and thank you, but we're oh, talking about you. You caught me. Damn yeah. it. Damn it. You got me. So where do we begin? Well, like, so how did you, did you know that you always wanted to be a counselor? I, it's funny because we were having this conversation at the, I know, at the, I'm trying at to get the gym. You there. All right. Uh. Yeah, because uh, I forgot where it stemmed from, but, you know, somehow uh, one of our friends at the gym, uh, uh, Chip, he's like, you know, he's like, you're very, you know, you're very easy to talk to. And I was like, yeah, and that's why I ended up like making, you know, a career out of it. Uh, and, I, and I made a joke that in high school, uh, you know, with the with the girls, I was always in the friend zone uh-huh. because I was a good listener. So I would listen to all the problems of, you know, their relationships with their boyfriends, you know, when really I wanted to date them, not their boyfriends, but the girl that was talking to me. I get right? that. I used, I used strategic relationships with women in high school as well. Right. Mine were to shield myself from all the straight guys. So I made friends with all the straight pretty girls. So that all the straight guys I wanted to date the straight pretty girls would have to like at least get through me. There you go. You know, and they couldn't be mean to me because right. if they were mean to me, they couldn't get the straight pretty girl. Very, a very yeah. good strategy. Yeah. Shout out to all the straight pretty girls who like hold up and protect other gay boys in high school. <laughs> we thank you. So yeah, go um, ahead. So I. Man, I don't know where to begin. To be honest with you, I Dude, think but that like you were like, okay, so we were just we did a workout, yeah. then we like we like we're in the pool, we were like talking, and you were like, this is what made me become a mental health counselor. Yeah, like you were going to see somebody, and then like, not pick it up from there. Okay, well, yeah, it was so I I, I decided to uh, go into this line of work, and it was just made very evident to me that it, by my mentor that if you are going to be a good therapist that you need to have your own you need to process your own stuff so every good or great therapist has a therapist right and um, so but that's not where I started I went because of marriage counseling mm-hmm. right uh, I started going to with you know with my ex-wife which I I don't like calling her that because she's we have a great relationship she's one of my closest friends and I mean, it is what it is yeah I know but it's just that label that people have this negative connotation what are you gonna do like that, my former yeah. marital partner with yeah. whom i still have a positive relationship with and co-parent yeah it's a little long yeah ex-wife yeah. <laughs> ex-wife okay so we went yeah we went to marriage counseling and and i, I met my mentor he so the the gentleman that was performing the uh the marriage counseling with us ended up uh becoming my mentor and unfortunately you know things didn't work out and uh with uh with my with my ex obviously but we have a great relationship a great friendship and 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 that's you know really really awesome but uh i asked him i, I said i want to do what you do i told him i said well, I okay so do you remember that thought like do you remember like when you had that that thought in your head you were like i want to do what this guy does oh absolutely okay talk about and that. it well it's when he you know when, when he was able to really he pegged me right he said he, he said you know this is this is who you are carlos you're a people pleaser you're nice sometimes is fake 
and you need to cut that bullshit out, you know, because people can see right through that. And the older you get, the more transparent that's going to be, the more evident that's going to be to people. And wait, he said that you're nice is sometimes fake. Yeah, exactly. Okay, guys, we're in my house. I also have three dogs. I have four dogs and a cat. And whenever we come home, they like to greet us with relentless barking. And so for the next eight minutes, it's going to be barking. And maybe we're going to have to edit this out. Maybe I love it. No, I, well, I love dogs. This and is it, where we're at now, guys. We can't yeah. afford yeah. Prime Studio space. Hey, that's okay. It's I'm not. okay with it. I like the raw deal of it, you know? And they're so cute, though, man. That's the thing. Like, that's they're Selena. adorable. So Selena loves to sing. Oh, it's oh, because David's sake. home. Ah. Yeah, David just got home from the gym. Selena, as her name says, she loves to sing whenever daddy comes home. And there he is. Hey. Say hi. Can I sing, too? Right, I'm getting the lyrics wrong. Hey, you could sing too, though. Huh? You could sing. I was in chorus. Were you really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I I sensed that chorus vibe. I was in chorus, and I had a solo. Okay. Yeah, and then I was going through like my change, like puberty, okay. and my voice cracked in the middle of my solo, and everyone thought it was really funny and clapped, but I didn't realize what was going on, so I just thought that I killed it. Right. Until I, like years later, watched the video, and I was like, oh, oh I, I, I get it's it. It's demoralizing. Oh, yeah. They were just... Well, you sounded good just now. That Thanks. was awesome. Yeah. So I, I, I love this. So if I hope that whoever's listening to this loves dogs as well, because we love dogs. I love that you have four dogs. They were actually really quiet. Normally, yeah. the, the, the reception is much more boisterous. They were very respectful. They said, well, maybe their podcasting will just bark, you know, quarter of the amount that My we dogs usually are very smart. do. They're, they are very smart. <laughs> Absolutely. Dogs in general are smart. Some dogs are smarter than people. Some dogs are idiots, but not uh, Okay. Yeah, no, not yours. No, no, no. no. So, um, so, yeah. So, basically... That's, he called you out. Yeah, he um, called me out. He called me out, and he, and 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 he, you know, he, I, I remember leaving really upset and just saying, man, you know, who does this guy think he is, and why is he treating me like that? Like, what a piece of shit, you know? Like, I'm I'm just a nice person, and there's nothing wrong with that, and who cares if I'm a people pleaser? And then, you know, throughout the years, I started realizing how that affected me, how I would put other people's needs in front of mine, and uh, and that. Really, it can affect your personality. It could affect your life. It could affect your level of happiness and satisfaction with, you know, everyday, everyday stuff. So, um, and then entering the CrossFit world helped me a lot with that. It helped me a lot with being a little bit more just transparent and, you know, not, I, I, I'm afraid to say that, that, you know, a little bit more like stoic and a little bit more direct with people and, you know, being in touch with what I want to and properly managing expectations with people, which I think people don't do enough of, you know? I really don't. Um, so, and then, you know, throughout the years, uh, you know, and, and uh, with, when I got divorced, I went through, you know, and it was all these, it was divorce, it was losing the house, it was, you know, uh, uh, financial crisis and the change of, you know, how we're gonna manage the, the situation with the kids and, you know, uh, you know, Michael was like, what was he? He was like two years old, or, or no, I'm sorry, he had just turned three, and and Matthew had just turned one, or something like that, yeah, or two. He had just turned two. I'm sorry. So, um, you know, uh, navigating those waters also was a was a huge 
learning experience for me. And it was, it was tough, you know, it was tough to go to, to be going to getting, I was getting my master's degree in mental health counseling while I'm going through all this. And I'm going to see uh, my mentor who's calling me out on, you know, being, being fake nice. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and, and, and it all started kind of like making sense because you have to really battle for what you want in life. And I, that's how I learned that. I learned that, man, you really need to, you really need to announce what you want, not only to the universe, but to people and you need to, you know, you need to really like be assertive and a lot of people aren't assertive and you have to be assertive, you know? So I, that's, I learned to do that. And then I learned the biggest lesson, which sometimes to be assertive, you have to sometimes not be so nice. And I'm not saying you have to be a dick or you have to be an asshole about it, but sometimes you have to just be firm. Sure. I mean like the, in your assertion of whatever it is that you need to do, like, people may be upset. Right, exactly. And you, you you need to like proceed. Right. You know, with some of that in order to like make sure that you are, you know, fulfilling whatever that need truth is or that you're not sacrificing like, you know, your own well-being through that, you know, through that expression um, in order to like have somebody like you or not upset them. You know what right, I mean? Like yeah. if someone is like encroaching on your space or like they're I call it like being in like have you ever gone to this aquarium and like you sit in the front row and you're in the splash zone yeah so like you're asked if you sit in the splash zone you're asking to get splashed on correct right? yeah absolutely but like the assumption is if you sit in the back row you don't want to get splashed on because you're like moving back so if you get wet outside of that then it's like yo what the like you're like this is you're in my splash zone right and so like when you are like when you're navigating personal relationships and you're doing your thing, you want to make sure that like you're living your truth, but you're not like that your splash zone isn't so far out of like out of out of proportion with other people that like I'm living my truth. Get the fuck up out my way. Correct. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I, you know, like you make perfect level, sense. You know, like you want to be. They're just like finding that balance. Um, between um, making sure that like you're not doing things and that, that you're not like that you're doing things that take care of you um, but you're also like mindful of other people because like if you're like move the pendulum in too far in the other direction where you're just like I want to make do I want to do this because I know that I'm gonna get like points for it right right even though like I don't want to fucking do it right yeah yeah no yeah That's, right yeah, yeah absolutely right Ish. Yeah, and, and that's exactly the what I've had to, you know, what I had to learn throughout my this origin story. My origin, I mean, like, it was really, it was really tough, and I, I have a hard time being vulnerable. And this is, you know, the podcast is very public, and I have a hard time being vulnerable. But it's time, you know, it's time to talk about it because that's what we're here for. Yeah, we're gonna have yeah, to talk. Yeah, like absolutely. Slogan. It, 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 and I'll just say that I spent some really bad years of my life it was it was the dark times were you know extremely dark my uh my mentor really hit me with it when he said out of the five most life-changing events that a man can go through in a lifetime you've gone through in a year and um you know some men die and never go through any of it and you've gone through a lot of them in the time span of one year uh, to be left, you know, without a home, all of a sudden you're figuring out how much time you're going to spend with your kids. 
Uh, it's not going to be 100% of the time and getting okay with that fact, realizing that a marriage failed, um, uh, not knowing where you stand with your career because I was in the middle of my master's degree. And the most adorable part is when I got separated, I was starting my unpaid one-year clinical internship. Uh, yeah, adorable, <laughs> which is why I started playing music, and that's how I earned money, by playing music. Amazing. Yeah, so that's how I started the band and why I started the band, um, and I still play music, but uh, there's this, there's Wait, a lot of on. areas. You started, a, you're like, I need to make money, so let me start a band. Yeah. And then you were able to do it. Yeah. That's absolutely. fucking amazing. It was awesome. Most people are like... I need to like get away from my fucking shitty ass job, so let me start a band. Right. And if it never like makes like you had to like make it work. Exactly. And your band had to make money, so like you, that's fucking awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it was. It was uh, when you. It's it's you know in that situation, that high pressure situation, I had to get really creative, and I think that I think that people are most creative when they hit rock bottom. And it's just super interesting that you had like. It seemingly like you had no other choice at the moment because you had like your professional your professional life has was dedicated to like this clinical study so like you didn't have the time to like go get like a nine to five because your nine to five was all the studying time right so like the off those offbeat hours where like you're gonna like go and play at different like bars and clubs around town that's where you had to like you had to monetize you had to make that money yeah because you had your kids to take care of you had to like figure out your living situation and like you didn't get i don't know that to me that to me is like major props thank you thank you major yeah, major it props it, it, i appreciate that uh and and yeah man it was uh, it was very hard it was hard on the ego it was hard on you know i was drinking a lot at the time and you know it was very it was very tough to navigate and I'm, I'm fortunate that i'm i'm beyond fortunate that uh my ex and i had this really unspoken agreement that we are going to make this as easy as possible for one another um, and we're not going to try to harm each other financially or in any type of mean way we're going to split the time with the kids evenly uh, and it's been like that since day one um, and we both had this underlying agreement that we're both young enough to start over and let's give ourselves the chance to do that and that's exactly what happened she tried. She tried. She tried. A for effort. A for effort. So wow. my do our little dog Sophia just uh, put herself on the pee pee pad, but pointed her pee pee stream directly off the pee pee pad. But it was so adorable. But here we are. It's so cute right. though. She's so oh, adorable. Um, so that was. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I've. No, I want to go back to the part where your uh, mentor says that you're fake nice. Yeah. And juxtapose that to like people today at the gym, especially know you as nice Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> which is really ironic. It is. Because you really are like a super nice guy. Thank you. Um, and so from going to being told like how long ago was it? Like what, eight, ten years eight, ago? Yeah, like, yeah, ten years ago. Okay, so ten years ago you're being called fake nice. Yeah. And now like so much of your personality and like your identity like the outside world is that you're like nice Carlos. Right. And so like how would you reconcile those two things? Well, it's, it was, it, was uh, it, 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 it all comes from a more authentic place. And that's what, that's, that was the learning experience is 
making it just come from a more authentic place. I mean, if you're if you're kind to me, I'll be kind to you. And I love being kind to people. Yeah. I love I love being kind to people. I love trying to listen to people. I love um, making sure I'm understanding people. I want everybody to succeed. I want everybody to be happy. I want uh, I, I just I love that. I love seeing people around me be happy and and do well and. And I, um, that is the authentic side of me. The the thing is, is uh, the the not so nice part is when people take advantage of that, or they think that they mistake being nice with being stupid, or being naive, right? And people have mm. a tendency to do that. People can people can easily mistake that. So the way that you know the community at the gym helped me is they helped me be a little bit more transparent and more. Uh, real in that sense where you know not to be afraid to say you know I don't want to do this or you know fuck that or fuck this or fuck you or you know and, and everybody loves each other at the end and you know it's a really strong bond that we all have there mm -hmm. right uh, and and to make it okay where some days you have a bad day uh, and you know some days you walk by somebody and say hi and they barely say hi to you and you sometimes it's like well they're just having a bad day it doesn't mean that they're a bad person and it's okay for me to do that too you know, and it's okay for me to not have to put on, feel like I have to put on a smile every time, uh, even though I don't feel like putting on a smile. That yes. it's okay yes. to have a bad day. And, uh, and, and that I learned there. And it's okay I, not to be nice. It's okay to not to be nice, exactly. Yeah. And I enjoy being nice, but it's, it's okay to not be sometimes. And sometimes you got to think about yourself. Sometimes you got to say, sometimes well, what about me? No, you don't have it within you. Like, no me sale de los fucking cojones. It's, that's right. To like take into consideration saying hello to you because I may be perceived to be rude. That's right. That's right. That's right. Like, I trust that our relationship can withstand this 30 seconds where I'm going to look past your face because I am mad. Right. And if you take it personally, you need to figure that out. Right. Because I'm okay with this. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree. And I've learned that. And, I, you know, it's funny because I'm 40 and I, I never thought that it would be just now that I'd be learning, you know, be such in a good, in such a good place with myself um, and my life, you know, um, because... I mean, one of the, 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 the main thing that got me out of my hole was when I met Lauren and, uh, and she just, she's awesome. She's awesome. And she, I'm crazy about her. She, she's, you know, she just saved me in so many ways, in so many ways. I get that. You know, and we have a, an eight year difference. So she was, you know, 23 when I started dating her, I was 31. Mm, yeah. Billy Idol. <laughs> hey man, you know, it worked. like your wedding song. No, no we should, <laughs> if I can go back in time, I would make that my wedding song for no, sure. No, you can't do that. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, uh, it was very, that was, that was just, you know, she helped, she's helped me through a lot. God bless her because let me tell her, let me tell you that she put up with a lot of emotional ups and downs with, with me, you know? And, um, and yeah, so I, I, and, and I, I, one day I just said, you know what, all this happened to me for a reason, you know? And, and, oh, that's another thing. I was very quick to devalue what I was going through because I started playing that game of there's people worse off than me, that this is not a big problem, right? That I'm still surviving. I can, I, I'm still, you know, I still have, you know, full function of my body. I can, I'm, I'm, I'm an able-bodied yeah. person. I can go and earn a living. I can, you know, this is not terrible. There are people who have it much worse. And I learned 
that that is one of the worst things that you can do for yourself. You can have compassion or you can have sympathy towards people who are less fortunate, but it doesn't make it okay to pretend that your situations and your pain is not real. And that's what I was doing. Hmm. Uh, you know, I was saying, this isn't real. This, these are first world problems. That's the one thing I would say a lot. Okay, so I lost my house, whatever. That's a first world problem, right? Um, I got divorced, that's a first world problem. 70% of marriages end up in divorce anyway. I'm, you know, I'm part of that statistic, right? Okay, so I'm, you know, I'm co-parenting with my kids. They're not, I'm, gonna wi- I'm gonna witness 50% of their childhood. Okay, but I'm not the I'm not the first. I'm not the last, right? Um, man, man up. There, there's the there it is. Oh, there's yeah. that part. There's that. Well, man up then. You know, this is not a big deal. Just deal with it and move forward. And it was just something you never, something you never ever get over. I and 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 I you have to acknowledge saying. it. I totally hear the part unless where you acknowledge saying, it. Saying mean. like the part where like the first world problem thing. And I immediately go to the other side of the coin where it's like, yes, like you have to acknowledge the laws and you have, because if you don't acknowledge the laws, right, then and you don't acknowledge it and you don't mourn it or you don't like feel it to its, for its like, for what it is, um, then it's going to haunt you forever, you know, or like, it's going to like, you're going to carry that like thing that you're not dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, um, but like, but like it, you, you can't get stuck in, in that either, right? Right, you can't get you know stuck what I mean? in that. Like, it needs to be like a concurrent thing where like yeah. I'm living my life because I'm capable of living my life. Like I'm capable of walking, I'm capable of learning to work. Right. I'm capable of doing, like your life doesn't stop because you need to deal with the, the stuff that you've got going on in your life. Right. You know, like you had like all that loss and you, you're, now you had all that loss Plus, you had all of this work that you had to do in order to get to the place where you felt like you wanted to go. Survival Plus, mode, 100%. And so it's like you didn't just like stop and be like, I need to feel right. this loss. And and world, press pause while I feel my loss. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Because the world's like, yeah, there's a billion other people on this planet living their own things. And it's like, I, they're not stopping. Like, the, you know, the axis, the, the rotation is not stopping. Oh, yeah. Because you, you know, because the shit didn't work out the way you wanted it oh, to. Oh, yeah. No, and let me tell you, the, the, the world could be a mean place when you're in a dark place. That That's one thing that, you know, my um, the guitar player in my band, we're, we're complete opposites. I always try to look into the best in people. He always looks into the worst of people. Uh-huh. He, he's really good at detecting people's dark sides and people's bad intentions. And it's a talent. Um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because he kind of, he's always dealing with those negative kind of thoughts. It's a gift but, and a curse. But yeah. it is a gift and a curse. But he can detect when somebody's about to screw you over and, and he's really good at it. Every piece of advice he's ever given me, it's been on point, you know. Uh, fortunate because he's good at it, but unfortunate because it's been true. Uh, but let me tell you, I was the, the, in my group of college friends, I was, my, my, I was the second one to get married. I was the first one to get divorced. And uh, I mean, my, my kids don't know, my, they don't have a relationship and don't know my, my, my friend's children. Because when I got divorced, it was that older school mentality of like, oh no, 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 no. That's, I don't know, I, I can't speak for them, but I 
my kids were not getting invited to birthday parties. Phone calls stopped. Really? Yeah. I had a, I had a friend of mine. Wait, your couple friends stopped like being friends with you because you got divorced? Well, no, no, no. Okay, so they, they were friends today, but there was a phase there at the at the beginning where I don't know. It just I'm about kinda... to. I'm like silently judging these people. Uh, I don't even know them yet. It was it was unfortunate. It was unfortunate because I think I, I, it wasn't out of malice. I think it was out of I don't know what to do. I, we've never had friends that have divorced before, so how do we handle it? So they, I had to, you know, I, I Ugh, you know, I hate people like that. Well, you know, no, that's, it was, I, and it was, it, it was, it was painful. I had a friend of mine; uh, he's still a good friend of mine, and you know, I have forgiven him. But at the time, you know, this is a guy that was no saint in college, and when I, he's the first person I went to, and you know, he was like, "Well, you know, you can't get divorced because it's not, you know, it's not biblical. It's not godly." And that that's that was the initial oh. that was the initial response I got and oh. and and I'm and I was like wow I was like this is so did you get married like in the church yeah okay yeah so it, Were that you was, like are you Catholic yeah okay got yeah you. um and and that was a painful experience all of that was painful sure. it was all very painful and there was a there was a lot of there's just moments where you know to this day. You know, I, I, I sometimes just break down because I'm like, man, you know, I didn't give my kids the 100% experience, you know, and um, and it's sad. And 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 one day I'll never forget. It was 2000. I want to say it was around 2013. And Michael was five or six. And um, I just got home and I just sat my bedside and I just lost it I just started crying I was like this is my world has fallen apart why my, because I couldn't I felt like I couldn't give my kids the life they wanted I was a gigging musician at night I was tired I was drinking a lot I was um, you know working hard I was studying a lot I was really um, at, no, at that point I'm sorry I had already graduated I was working a lot and then and but it was just I felt like nothing was that I was shortchanging I was shortchanging my children, and the worst thing is that Michael, I thought he was sleeping, and he walked into the room and he saw me, and he saw me. He saw me crying, and... Wait, why is that the worst thing? Well, oh, that's a good question, because I, I imagine that it's very impactful for a six-year-old, or however old he was at the time, to see their dad crying, right? Well, for the son to see the father crying. Yeah, cry. exactly. You know, it's just impactful. I'm not saying it's good or bad. Well, and I mean, it's just you, impactful. In the like, you're. It seems to me like you're going back to that moment, and in that moment, you felt like you didn't want your son to see you cry. Right. Exactly. Because you were having this moment of like weakness. Right. Or you were having this moment of vulnerability, and you didn't want your son to see his father correct be vulnerable. Yeah, guilty. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what he did? What? He hugged me. Yes. He hugged me, and he said. He said, you're doing fantastic. You're doing great. Because you were. Yeah, and he goes, you're the, you're, the, you're, the best, you're the best dad in the world. And he was six years old, and I can't believe it. I can't believe that a six-year-old you know, would say that. And, in the, and it was, we have this bond because when I first got um, divorced, my ex, and we all supported it, she went back to nursing. She went to nursing school for mm -hmm. a while. So the, my kids were spending, there was two or three years there that my kids were spending more time with me than with her. Mm -hmm. And we were all on board with it. We all agreed, we were all supportive. We did everything we could to help her yes. graduate and succeed and she has and she does very well for herself and we're all happy for her. And there was that time that coincidentally because of that, 
you know, we, I was spending more time with the kids. So, um, you know, it was we have like this this bond, like we're in this together, like you know, and and in the therapy world, that's like not recommended at all. Uh, you know, you, the child is not supposed to take on the the, the parent's burdens. Um, so I've always kind of questioned that, like, is this, you know, but we eventually got out of it, but there was a while there where, you know, if I said, I'm sorry, buddy, we can't afford that. They would never give me a hard time. They would never pout. They would never make faces or cry. They would always say, okay, puppy, no problem. And I they just knew, you know, I, I have a, like, I, I, from what I understand about like the parent child relationship where like, I mean, it's when the child starts to like become the adult in the relationship that it gets toxic and kind of abusive and nothing about what you have said or shared sounds anything like that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely clear that your parent, that your kids know that you've always been the dad, that you've always been the provider, that they could always count on you. Like maybe it wasn't to the level that like maybe their friends were exhibiting. Cause like, I know what it's like to go, to go to school with friends who are like, Oh, I'm going to Vail during Christmas oh, break. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went through that. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is... I would go home and I'm like, what the fuck is Vail? Yeah, what, no, I'm like, what's Vail? And my dad's like, what do you mean, what is Vail? And I'm like, yeah, like all my friends are going to like Vail to ski for Christmas break. And my dad's like, well, that's nice for them. Mind you, we went to a magnet school and so I was bused into mm. my school. So I'm like living in West Kendall Lakes in the Meadows and I'm going to school with, who are like, with kids who are going to like Cocoa Plum. Right. Okay. You know, and so like yeah. when you're at a certain, at that age, like you don't understand the differences, so you you bring that shit home, and my parents are like, "What the fuck are we sending our kids to school? Right. Like, who are these <laughs> But yeah, like I um, you know, like it's it's like it's a testament to like you. It's a testament to your co-parenting that you're like like you've got these kids who are like like doing their thing you know like giving you the love like you've got their love they, they've got your back like they feel like they're able to be kids because your kids are kids you yeah, know they like they're not like like i've seen like unadjusted children that are acting way more adulting that they adulty or like more of adults than they could than they should where like the oldest child is taking care of the youngest child right. because mom and dad are like out there being local you know correct um or like the little one the big one the, the oldest is like making sure the little one is getting ready for school and like like being the parent you know what i mean yeah sure um and i don't there's no then that's no, not that's no, not no. the case yeah because i forget that you you know, you know them you know my kids yeah and and, and you've seen them not. at the gym and you know make your kids, kids make, are kids yeah they definitely are yeah they definitely are and i and i so just to kind of sum it up though like it's i don't regret anything which is the most beautiful part i don't regret anything because the human mind always when we think back on our lives we always think on the negative that is our go-to all right um and and i've i've said you know what like wait a minute what about all the good stuff that has occurred and when i go back and i look at all of these rich moments like all these gigs that I've played that have been so stellar, so good, so fun, entertaining people, having fun playing music, being able to do it, something I love and make money out of it, which is a, something to be said for all in itself. You know, um, all the good times I've had with my kids, um, you know, the, 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 the traveling that we've been able to do, marrying Lauren, um, you know, we got married in 2014 uh, and, and just the 
she is such a huge part of their lives. I mean, last night I had a gig. She took them to game time and like they 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 play games together over there and you know they 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 have fun together and and she's always been like that. She's helped me so much. Like, you know, she's at first uh, Matthew, my younger one, was a little bit more kind of distant with her. And then one day I was playing a gig and he was extremely constipated and she she gave him a suppository <laughs> she said my relationship with matthew has now forever <laughs> changed and and from that day on they were like <laughs> he's like okay she's you know she's another mom in this, in yeah. this situation and uh so that was that was a, a funny story there but i i look back and i say man these last 10 years have been yeah it started off rocky and challenging and there's probably still things i'm dealing with but but right now I'm going to leverage all the things I've learned, all the lessons I've learned. Um, and when somebody comes up to me and says, I'm going through this, it's like, you know, I, I go, there was a reason I went through all this. I, I have all these bits of information. Like when somebody says, Carlos, I'm about to foreclose on the house. I go, oh, I've been through this. I know what to do. Sure. Or, I'm about to go through a divorce. Okay, well, this is what you need to think about. This is what could happen. Um, you need to, I had it very easy, uh, but you may not have it easy. You yeah. know, you might end up having the, you know, whatever financial struggle, whatever it may be. Um, and, and I, I'm, I've been given like this wealth of knowledge at a young age where now I can, I can use that to help others, uh, instead of, you know, now that I've gotten past it and I, and you know, I'm, I'm in such a great place in my life right now. And my, my, my kids are strong and healthy and they're 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 very, very uh, you know, they're stable and well adjusted and my my marriage is fantastic and I'm and and yeah, and and and, and the, the whole thing just to kind of bring it back because I, I I kind of straight away was um you know that my experience in the CrossFit community has also helped me grow as a person, as a man, as a professional, uh, being a little bit more transparent, being able to show vulnerability, uh, but yet still, you know, being committed, being headstrong, um, and and all these combination of things that really, you know, helps a person develop. Yeah. You know? And and yeah, so I mean, that's there's a lot of other things that will come out with time, but that's kind of like the overview of my origin story. I want to go back to something that you said where you were talking about like that you had like you were talking to like this old friend of yours who like was like, oh, you can't get divorced because it's just in the Bible. And like this idea of like what it's like to like have peers who have this like traditional understanding or just traditional idea of what a successful life for like a guy is um, and versus the one that like you have had. Right. Um, and I think it's interesting because like I know like like I grew up in Miami, Florida, you grew up in Miami, Florida. And so like there's this like it we're I mean Miami is like a kind of like a very like liberal like vice city kind of place, sure. but like there's a lot, especially like if you grow up like with like either Hispanic culture, or like Cuban culture, or like whatever, like you're, it's very traditional and like pretty conservative. Yeah, sure. Right, and so the idea of like yes, you get married and your wife is like you know you guys went to like you go to like church on Sundays and mm -hmm. you guys do your family thing and then you have your kids and then your kids are friends with your family and they have their kids and we all get together because we're all married and we have kids and. You know, we get into like our BMW and we go to like brunch <laughs> yeah, yeah, and exactly. like yeah. we all like look the same and we kind of like talk the same and we're the same because we're the same because we're all the same because it's our community because it's who we are. Yeah. Right. 
and you broke away from that yeah. very early on because you were like, I cannot follow this path because it's not who I am. And instead of like following that like traditional, like, and also like, not to like, whatever, it is what it is. Not to like shit on it, but like most of these people are like, they're like yuppies, you know, they're like young mm. professionals. They like went to like, they went to their school. They probably like went to like FIU and they were probably like, a, like in their sorority and like they've known their like part, their wife for like a hundred years. Yeah. And you know, she's maybe an accountant and he's maybe a lawyer yeah. and seemingly from the outside, they're like, all the boxes are checked. Right. Like school check, uh, marriage check, uh, you know, religious community check, mm -hmm. uh, house in Coral Gables check, right. uh, two European cars in the driveway check, you know, two kids with like perfectly sun-kissed highlights check, right. you know, and those kids go to like St. Hugh check. Okay. You know what I mean? And <laughs> man, you nailed it, dude. Like, oh my God, you're It's like, it, yeah, exactly. And it's not like, the, and this is like, if you grow, like if, and we're speaking from just the, like our local like place. So if you grow up like that, like you're like, wow, they're fucking killing it. Right. You know? And so you at like, you know, now 30 years old or to, you know, however you're old at the moment, because 10 years ago, um, you're like, your life doesn't look like that. Oh no. And you're taking, you're taking, you're, you're from the, they see this as like Carlos is blowing up his life, bro. Right. And Carlos is going through it, bro. Yeah. And like what you did is you just took this like alternative, like non-traditional path to find your success. Right. And it's from where we're sitting out today, like in my kitchen, um, looking back on it, like it's all makes so much sense, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's just the message there is, is that like, there's not one way to like build a successful life. And right. if you are doing it based on what other people are telling you to do, which is ironic because like you're being told that you're, you're fake nice, you're trying to please people. But like somewhere inside of you, there was this own little drummer beating his, uh, beating his drum being like, you can't, you can't right. march the way that they want you to march. You right. need to find your own way. Absolutely. Like it was back there somewhere. Yeah. And fuck all this you. and fuck all like, this, this system and what go. I'm being told to do. Like, you know, make a rock band and make that your way to make your money. Right. And keep going to school and like, you know, support your ex so she can find her thing. Cause you know, that's going to be right in the end. Like right. you found there was something inside of you that just kept you moving in that direction. Mm -hmm through that darkness, through that really hard time that eventually like has paid off. Absolutely. You know, and it's mean? paid off so incredible and in such an incredible way that, that I, I sometimes feel overwhelmed. I mean, I'm getting a little emotional. I mean, a little emotional the way, the way you're talking and what you're saying. And, uh, because I don't share this a lot and, and to have somebody kind of reflect, um, you know, because yeah, like I only, and I see that the reason why I say that is because I, I don't, I understand that what a traditional life is supposed to be like because I grew up in a traditional home, right. but I grew up in a traditional home feeling like a completely non-traditional person. You know, oh, like yeah, I yeah. knew that I came out of the closet when I was 16 years old and as much as I wanted to be a part, I mean, I feel very much a part of my nuclear family, which is like my mom, my dad, and my sister. Sure. You know, and so, but I don't feel very close to 
um, the extension. Okay, I you see. You know, because the extension, it's very, like, traditional and not necessarily conservative, but just very traditional. Yeah. And it looks exactly like what I just described about your friends, about, like, the boxes being checked, yeah. the families being checked. Like, a lot of that, like, I look to, like, some of, like, a lot of my cousins um, and then peer groups, and it sounds like that. And I just immediately, like, not, imme- not immediately is not the word. Like, I just remember somewhere, like, around, like, like, I don't know, 13, 14, 15, like, looking at the world and just being like, something doesn't, like, I'm looking at all my peers. And then the peers at that time were mostly, like, I've always drawn myself more to girls because mm-hmm. I just identified myself easier with girls. Sure. Boys, to me, were, like, weird. <laughs> and, like, I didn't want to be, like, I knew how to fake it. I learned how to fake it. Right. Um, and, like, like there was, I, like, there's a moment I remember, like, like, in elementary school, they were to men- they, they, they'd make you play sports as part of, like, the curriculum. And so I eventually figured out how to, like, mimic like the people that were good at things um, in order to like pass off as like having a good time. But did I really care about playing football? No. Right. But could I catch a football? Yeah. Could I figure out how to throw a football? Yeah. Did I want to? No. I wanted to play like under the trees and climb trees with the girls or I wanted to be inside and play Barbie. And cause that's just what I want. Cause I didn't want to do it. Right. Um, but so I get the idea of like living a tr- like living with tr- people who are like living the traditional life and being a non-traditional person. And so when I see other people doing it and it's like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get it. Like I get what you did. And you like fought, like I had to figure out my, I had to figure out that path for yeah. myself. Cause there was like, I couldn't like follow my father's footsteps because I'm not a straight dude from, I'm not a straight dude. Right. Like I don't want to have a wife. I don't want to have kids. I don't know that I want to own a house. Like, I don't know what this life is. Like, who do I look towards? Right. Um, as like an example for a life that how it should be lived. And the answer to that was, well, nobody, you just fucking make it on your own. That's right. And then you just, you know that there's certain things that are like, you, you do the next right thing, right? Like you go to, go to school, finish school, you know, you know, get a job and show up to work. Right. You know, keep the job, like cash the checks. Like, save a little money. Like, you know, don't live paycheck to paycheck. Maybe, like, you carry over. And little by little, it starts to, like, pick up. And you look back on it now, 10 years later, like, going back to, like, the mark of 30. And now looking back on it, it's like, oh, yeah. 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 It makes sense. It makes sense. But you must have had some dark moments, though. I can't eat. I mean, we're going to, you know, I, I'm sorry. I know I'm doing it again. I'm turning it back on you. But, like, all right. So, let me just, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a point of reference. And then you tell me if you've experienced something similar. Okay. One, of the, one of the darkest. And, again, I always justified this by saying, oh, come on, Carlos. This is a first world problem. This is not a real problem. But you know what? At the time, it, it was meaningful. It was painful for me. One of the, one of the most complicated times was I, there was a time I didn't have a car. And uh, there was like a year, there. a year and a half, year and a half that I didn't have a car and two kids. And there I am. And I had to, I remember I had to go somewhere. Uh, I forgot where it was, but I had to get something done. And I was with the kids and it was super hot. And public trans, if you're not, if you're not in Miami, public transit here is very unfriendly. Like it's to, to walk to the nearest bus stop. It's like a workout in itself just to get to the nearest bus stop. For some places, depending on where you live. I mean, you're talking about like yeah. a half mile walk. Yeah, half mile walk in 100 get degree weather. To the sub Yeah. So, 
Um, so, you know, I remember my kids just, you know, saying, where are we going? Where are we going? And, you know, I'll say, you know, we're just, we're going to, we're going to go on a train today, you know, and it was the, the Metro Rail. Mm -hmm. That was the train. And, you know, uh, we have to get on the bus first. We're going to get on a bus, you know, and, and it's not a traumatic event. I mean, public transit is not the most awful thing in the world, but it's the realizing where I was in my life. It was like, wow, like this is where, this is, I'm barely making it barely making it yeah you know and this is what it's come to where i've had to sell my kids public transit public transit as entertainment sure and it was rough like i was like wow like this is this is a bad, bad you didn't situation. feel great about it i didn't feel great about okay. it. okay you know so i can imagine i mean i can't i can't imagine everything you've gone through and i know we're not talking about you yet but i'm really excited to talk more <laughs> to you about you and about your origin story because honestly like there's a lot of questions there's questions that i have and i and we have this awesome like dynamic you and i we have this great friendship and 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 but there's still questions i've never asked you uh -huh. but okay well let's we'll stay on track we'll stay on track point is i'm happy now uh -huh. i'm great i'm 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 excited for you know for all the things that that are coming my way you know um and 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 there's a lot other there's a lot of other details but um, I think that covers me and, and how I got here today. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for the kind words and, and you know, encouraging words. You know, I just want to continue doing the best I can with my life. You know? It's, it's the only one we've got. Unless you're a Buddhist and you believe in reincarnation. Right. But it's really the only one we've got. Yeah. Right? And, like, now having lived technically... I choose to believe that 40 is not midlife because I don't want to, you know, I want to squeeze all the juice out of this lemon. And, you know, the <laughs> idea that the, the juice ends at 80 is like, mm, I feel yeah. like my lemon is a little bigger. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And so I... Uh, so what are you pushing? Uh, like, I want 100. Why not? I want, But I want like, like a good, healthy, mobile, active 100. I don't want like a decrepit, like on medical, like in a chair you know, on a bunch of meds, hundred. You know right, what I mean? Right, okay. You know, I want to be like, I mean, I said viejo, he's still going. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him, yeah, yeah, yeah. How old is he, is he 80? No, he's 100. Oh my God, he looks amazing for 100. Yeah, yeah, yes. I would only put him at 75, that's where I'm at. Okay. That's where I'm at. And so what are you gonna do to get there? Uh, I'm gonna keep working out, okay. doing functional fitness. Yeah. Um, you know, like focus on like a healthy-ish diet where it's like not so crazy um with like a bunch of junk food but mm -hmm. like and so like you know good balanced nutrition uh and sleep and you know you know hope yeah faith. there you go yeah well hope, okay faith. i mean i think you're definitely on the right path i think that um you know we can every day because then there's there's the flip side to that where it's like well you know what we could just we can die tomorrow and, and, and I always tell people, I go, yeah, that's always, that's always the case. You know, people are like, well, I don't like thinking too much into the future because, you know, anything can happen. That's, that's never changed. That's always going to be the case. Anything can happen at any given moment. But here's the thing. What if it doesn't? Yeah, you what, can... if, what if you do make it to 100? It's like, so are you going to look back and think, I spent all those years thinking, well, I might die tomorrow? Or are you going to go back and think of those years of like, hey, man, I'm just, I, I'm just enjoying every single... I'm know, a balance of like... I want to live to 100, but also YOLO, 
and but I don't want to like die of a heart attack, but I also don't want to like like live have watch life pass me by, but I also uh, want to like sleep. Right. Cuz I've watched enough sunrises for one lifetime. <laughs> And I mean, like, staying up the night before sunrise. Uh, no, I know, I know. early to watch the sunrise. Right, no, I know. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. still up. Yeah. I'm still up from the night before. Yeah. Um, and so, and I, you know what, like, a realization that I've had very recently is that you can literally have all of those thoughts at the same fucking time. Balance. Like, it's not just like, oh, um, I'm going to, I'm going to eat, I'm not going to eat refined sugar. And I'm going to be like... I like your pose as you say that. I'm not going to eat any more refined sugar. He has a superhero pose as he's saying this. I'm I'm puffing my chest out. I'm not going to eat any more refined sugar. And I'm never going to eat, you know, processed carbs again. It's going to be, you know, meat and veggies and lean protein for life. And because I've been that guy. And fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. Because that that guy, guy. that guy will live and die in five years. Exactly. He's born and he's reaches his peak and dies off in five years. That's because right. Because UK is unsustainable. It is unsustainable. Because the life is not just like one narrow path. Right. Because the moment that you put blinders on, you become ignorant to the entire like possibilities of an existence. That's right. And why the fuck would you want to do that? Why the fuck would you want to do that? And do you know how many people live like that? So many people live like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm related to them. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, man. Look, I just, I, how can I say this? I think that the choices that we make, I think we're making great choices. And of course I'm biased because I'm talking about us, but I really do. Yeah. I really, I really feel like if I can, you know, um, I feel like we're making good choices and I talk when I, you know, I had a conversation the other day with somebody where, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, I heard your podcast and, you know, yeah, I, I've been, t- I've been thinking about, you know, stopping drinking, but you know, I don't know, you know, they say it's good for you. Some alcohol is good for you. And, uh, I don't know if I want to stop, you know, I don't know, but I mean, at some point maybe I will, cause I know it's bad. And I'm like, well, I'm like, okay, but you know, that's, that's, that's fine. And they're like, no, but because I heard your podcast and I know that you're, you know, you're, you're, you're not drinking anymore. And, you know, I, I don't know what. Like well, you what made, made them you stop. feel some kind of way, Carlos. I, I did, and that's the thing. And I'm like, and okay. they were scared of that feeling, and they did not like it. And I said, wait a minute. And I then go, they I passed go, that off on you as you're, as like you're judging people who drink, exactly, which is not the fucking case. And I I cannot stand that. So I I I corrected. I said, listen. I go first of all, I'm not making a statement here. I go if you heard the entire podcast, there's other reasons, and and I'm not making a statement, and I'm not saying I'm never going to drink again. Number one, that's the goal, but I'm not in recovery. I, I, this is just something I chose to do, mm-hmm. and 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 so don't. We don't even have to have this conversation. I don't care if you drink or not drink, right? It's this is so anyway. That was just. A, but I call that someone trying to make you wear something that doesn't fit you. Right. I'm not like, judging don't anybody. Don't put that sweater on me. Exactly. Yeah, man. I'm like, dude. I'm not. I'm not doing. Any, I just express it. I, if you if I if I listen to a podcast and somebody said I have chosen to binge drink every night, okay, all right, I'm leaving it at that. I listened to a great podcast and that's what the guy talked about and okay. more power to him. But I'm not gonna be like, oh, well, you know, this guy doing this and you know, poor choices and blah, blah blah. You know, I'm not. It's just all right. That's the decision you made. And 
we we have to be okay with the decisions that we make if if, the, if that's the goal there are people who don't want to live to 100 there are people who are like you know what i'll be happy if i make it to 60 which is sad because 60 is still relatively young i mean whatever like right. like i said it last time and i always say this again like there is more than one way to live a life absolutely yeah. you know and you, you know when you add up the choices that we make on a daily basis it's the sum of those choices that give you the life that you have right you know and there's some things that you are have complete control over and there's some things that you have no control right over. um and you know this is we me talking on a very macro level um and this is just you know we're flying by the seat of our pants yeah i like that <laughs> i do i'm the and cute little on his shorts too by I the know. way oh my gosh yeah man and he's wearing his selena shirt which i love this, okay so i love really funny, so like, you're wearing black and green and i'm wearing black and green oh my god you're wearing black and you're wearing like a carlos escania version of what black like if i told you to go to your closet and pick out black and green you would come out with like a very aggressive black team soul shirt of a bear getting shot in the head with arrows and blood coming out of it and then like <laughs> army green pants yes right and then i go to my closet and i pull out my black t-shirt with neon andy warhol inspired print of selena quintanilla right and the most turquoise pair of lululemon shorts that i have and that's black and green for you versus black and green for me. Like that is like and I think it's fantastic. how much of a visual like this contrast is, I love of it. what our of what this is this project is for us. But here's the thing. Yeah. I I well not maybe not the Selena design, but I would wear a shirt like that and I would wear shorts like that. I stop myself from wearing I, I'm very color shy. We've had this conversation mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. So what does that say? Because I think because what you're saying now, you're absolutely right. This mm -hmm. is totally what I would wear. This is, this is totally what you would wear. But the reason I'm wearing what I'm wearing is because I stop myself from being a little bit more open and free with my fashion. And to me, like what you wear is an expression of how you feel on the outside, of, of how you feel on the inside. And so, like I am in. I, like I told you this week, I love bright colors. You know, and I do wear a lot of black because it's very, very easy for me to wear black. And I actually just like the way black looks aesthetically, but I also love bright color. And so you'll look at my wardrobe and like, there's a ton and ton of, especially like, like right now I'm obsessed with neon. Everybody's like very into neon yeah, right now. Yeah, it's like big, last it's big year right I had, now. like I painted my nails neon yellow last year for the CrossFit games. Yeah. And now I see people wearing neon yellow nails and I'm like, I did it last year. And so I feel a little You're bit- You're like, above, hey, I started that. Yeah, I, I'm above it. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm ahead of you guys. <laughs> And yes, that is my character defect yeah. of feeling superior. But nonetheless, <laughs> I am, um, and I'm working on that too. Um, I, uh, oh God, so I funny. am like, I just like, for me, it's like, I'm not gonna like, yes, I have like, I will wear all, like, you know, I have a uniform for the office because mm -hmm. I have a personality at the office. And so I'm not gonna wear, you know, color block neon Selena at the office because there's a kind of like a professional, like uniform that I have to wear. Right. And so like my office attire is very muted, you know, it's grays, it's navies, yeah. it's khakis, it's olive. Um, and then, and everything I wear is basically like a polo and like some sort of like pant, right. you know? And, but like on a Friday when I get to like jazz it up a little bit cause we have casual Fridays, I may like, I'll like wear like a purple shoe mm. or I'll wear like a different color shoe just cause I feel like I want to like 
I want to just like express a little bit more. And sure. I push that boundary more. I like pushing boundaries. I love mm. fashion. It's like I kind of it's what I went to school for. I want. Really? I thought I wanted to oh. be a design. Yeah, I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer. Oh, that's awesome. And what I've learned through life is that I really want to be more of a fashion stylist. Right. Like I like helping people get dressed. I like helping people like. Um, like effectuate, like basically, like like make happen what they see. So like you see something in the magazine, you're like, I don't know how to make this happen. I like taking that person to like a store or into their closet and being like, we can make this happen. Oh I understand man, that's, that's good to the know. Emotional intent behind what someone wants to look like, because right. it's not about what you're wearing; it's about what you feel about what you're wearing. And so that's like my like I don't we're gonna do my origin story on the on the next episode. No, but my mind is blown right now because you, how many times? Well, maybe you don't even know. How many times do you think you have inspired my fashion in the time that we've known each other? Countless. Okay. All right. <laughs> the right answer is three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but all right. I don't know. It's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. infinite amount of times. I'm just like I'm, just, I'm, I'm such a maven. I'm no, no, no. All right, so, so, all right, no, no, no. I was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh huh. So the the directly three times, inspirationally countless times. So, so there. You have really inspired me because you're saying all this and I'm like, oh my God, this is what has occurred. I've never gone to you directly and say, I want to look like this guy and we've gone to a store and gotten the clothing for me to look like that. But, you know, like I remember when you got the Doc Martens. Yeah. And I was like, because it, it, in my fashion mind, whatever fashion mind I have, I am very much in a box. Black t-shirt, jeans. Black t-shirt, jeans. Plus, you know, I have, you know, the, the, the fat kid syndrome, right? Where I have a very distorted FFK. image. FFK. Uh, what F, what's the other one? Former F? fat kid. Former fat kid syndrome. Okay, so I, I don't think I've graduated to that. I still think, I talked about it last time. I'm, I have a very distorted image of myself, so uh -huh. I feel bright colors uh -huh. don't look uh -huh. good on me. I don't wear tank tops. Um, I, I don't take off my shirt during workouts unless I'm here at you your house. I did it again today for the tan. I'm doing it all for the tan. I'm telling you. Um, and, you know, but then, so there's the Doc Martens. I remember you wearing Doc Martens and I was like, this is okay. Cherry red. Cherry red. I was like, this is okay. In my head, I'm thinking, this is good. We could do this. This is allowed. I thought, okay, well, um, you know what? I'm ordering them today. And I did. Um, then there was something other uh, the the, the and how did you feel when you wear them? Ama I always feel amazing so when I wear cool. them. Yeah, I can't wear them now because it's so hot. But but I but but I will wear them again. Uh, these vans that I got not too long ago with oh, fl with flamingos on them. Vans. You know, I was like, you know what? This is okay. I'm, I'm I texted you, I showed you, and you're like, yeah, those are great. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna like, rock yes. them. And and it's I love it when people are like. Oh, Carlos, nice shoes, or you know, they're, they, and they say it like kind of like sarcastically, like you know, then oh, nice shoes, like nice oh, flamingos on your like... shoes, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, but I got a reaction out of you because I like that too. There's a certain thing, and you talked about it earlier in my origin story that there is this little drum drummer inside of me that kind of likes to stir the pot a little bit and kind of likes to be maybe a little bit different. I'm gonna take things in a different course. You know what? I'm gonna be 40 and with all my gray hair and I'm gonna wear whatever Vans I want because Vans are from my era. 
I grew up in that era, the Vans era. Don't take it away from me. All right. What are you like reclaiming? Yeah, I'm reclaiming my Vans. Don't tell me I'm too old to wear Vans. That's from my era. Find your own damn shoes, man. You know. Um, so no, and I, the, I yell at the guy who's like in like, okay, you decided to wear your like leather driving loafer and your oh, khaki short and your, and the one that your wife picked out for you. Right. And now I am judging, you know, and you're giving 100%. me shade it. for wearing flamingo vans. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Hey, go fuck yourself yeah. a million times Take over. your fucking Todd's yeah. driver and shove it up your fucking BMW ass. A hundred percent. But you know, God love you, you know, cause there's no, there's more than one life to live. There's more the than one, yeah, at the same time. We're only venting here, uh, you know, because, you know, that's, so, um, it, it, the other one was tank tops. Yeah, tank tops. I was like, we were really pushing Dude, for me. Dude, guns out. Like you, yeah. have ama- like, you have this amazing artwork. Like, you have this, like, you, yeah. And I started wearing tank tops. Lauren gave me the, the, the okay also. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. And Wait, let's and, pause. Just to say, Lauren was like, you need to wear this more often. Yes. You're crazy for thinking that your body looks one kind of way. Exactly. Like, stop. You stop. look amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like, you need, like, she wasn't like telling you to wear it no 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 she no, was just like encouraging it yeah yeah she was strongly encouraging it uh and and that's the thing so i i i am striving to be more like you with the way you feel about yourself i need to really get over how i view myself and 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 when i say that i'm working on it i don't just say that it's it you know like i really and being more vocal about it i'm really taking more chances and i'm stepping out of my comfort zone you know, by, by taking these chances with fashion. But I just find it amazing that this is something that you're into and I never I realized that. that you had that impact on me. I love it. People I, will text me a lot and be like, I want, I've got this event to go to and I don't want, I don't know what to wear, but I kind of don't want to wear like a suit and tie. What can I do? Like, what are my options? And then I will literally go on the internet and be like, okay, what do you got? What's going, you know, what do you have in your closet? Send me a picture. And I will like crop like things together, and you just create like little lookbooks right. that I do, and then I shoot them all back. Right. Or I'll like ask like qualifying questions, like is it a day event? Is it a night event? What's the? Is there like a? Is there like a dress code like cue that you have to like stick to? Because if like they're telling you to wear formal, then the are you black tie? Like you have one option: you go to the fucking store and you rent a tux and you wear black tie because every man looks amazing in a tuxedo. The end. I do look amazing in a tuxedo. Every man yeah. looks amazing in a fucking tuxedo. It's so great, right? It's nice end. to have that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you want to mix it up, because you're like, you know, I want to just mix it up. There's other ways of doing achieving like a really cool look um, that's maybe like a little bit less traditional. We need to start having fashion posts on our Instagram. Well, you know I'm ready. Fashion posts, yes. Send me your fashion questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for, like, for the men and the women too. You know, I think we should definitely. I love uh, it. Yeah, I, 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 no, yeah, I love it too. So, um, so this, this was my origin story. This is your origin story. Yeah, and and it wow feels good. I hope that, you know, our listeners find it interesting as well. You know, that's uh, I, I, it's I've never really shared it so publicly before so uh i'm excited at the same time you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Two. Uh, yeah so uh so do we do we want to save some for the for the next show or shall we continue no no this is a wrap this is a wrap this is a wrap we're okay. cutting off episode two here okay we'll i do love it my next well yeah so the next one's your origin story no, I, yeah i guess so okay all right. See how are, I did that? See how I like... Yeah. Uh, are we opening it up for I questions? Mean, you showed me yours, Carlos, and I didn't show you okay. mine. All right. Well, then... I'll, <laughs> man, I'm getting my questions ready. Oh, my God. Well, so, I got to... Let's... 
I want to talk about this in this episode. Okay. If, if it's okay with you. And if anything, we'll edit this out. I am going to have questions. Now, let's determine this because I've always wondered this. Okay. Is as from a straight man to a gay man, what's, what's the boundary? What, is, there, is there a question I can't ask? Uh, I mean, are you speaking for every heterosexual male, and am I speaking for every homosexual male? I don't know. Well, we're I mean, in this together. We're figuring this out together. Okay, because in that, like, I don't speak for anybody else, but for myself. Very good. Um, and so between you, Carlos, and me, George, there is. I will let you know if there's something that I don't want to an answer. Okay. Very good. I, that's what I need to know. That's like, what I'm I want to learn. I'm confident enough in our relationship. Yes. And I'm confident enough in my ability to express myself that if I don't want to go there, especially if I don't want to go there on the air, I will be like, I'm not saying that on the air. We'll talk okay. about it off the air. Love it. Um, but for the most part, honestly, just doing like a quick analysis, no. Like okay. I'm, pr- I'm, I've got, I've come to this point, and I'll, everyone that I know, like all my shit is out there. Okay. Like if you were to gather everybody that I know in a room and like they're all to talk to each other, all the all the little connections and all the little points and all the little things that other people know and blah, 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 would all come together and the whole story would be told. Okay. So I don't have secrets. Yeah. Cause you know why I ask? And no, I, and I, you, you, you don't know? Cause you take a guess as to why I would ask that question. Oh. You don't know? I don't know. Cause you because you're nice, Carlos, and you don't want to like make me upset. Well. <laughs> Because you want to be a nice Because I'm the ultimate people pleaser. You and I make sure I, yeah. that you don't like step on toes. Right, exactly. You don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Meanwhile, I'm over here offending right. everybody. Right. Well, I don't know. Through this podcast, I'm starting to think that I like to ruffle up some feathers. <laughs> so I don't know. I, 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 I think that a lot of the, I'm going to go ahead and say it, the ignorance that exists towards uh, the uh, gay culture is because people are afraid to ask questions. Okay, that's another episode. And and that's do you understand does that make sense number yeah. 1? Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Cuz cuz and 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 that's why I asked the question. Because when when I when I talk to your you know the traditional the traditional straight guy the one we were talking about before who checks all the boxes and all that stuff and you know they you you refer to gay culture and 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 you hear them and you're like, "Wow, it's 2019. Do you really think in that way like and why aren't you more informed at this point why aren't you asking different questions about that and and really i mean we're at a point where we need to be accepting i'm a big fan of letting people do and make the choices that they want to make yes and and living the life that they want to live that's that's my i'm a fan of that like that's what makes you happy go live it it's not gonna harm me in any you know shape way or form you know what i mean and people have said that to me too like when when we were talking about my my origin story like Oh, you know, you 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 shouldn't be playing in a band. You're a father of two. You should be a responsible father. Uh, yeah, what? the presumption the, yeah. being that a band, a rock, you know, a yeah. guy who is in a rock band is somehow irresponsible. Right. I'm drinking and doing heroin and banging every chick that approaches me, and that's not what I'm doing. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I was waiting for yeah, that yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying trying to make a I'm trying to make a a, a living. I mean, and you can be a res- you can. I mean, like, Absolutely. Uh, qualify, qualify, the, qualify the word responsible. 
respons- responsible. Exactly. I mean, there's really no, I mean, it's, it's, it's whatever you got to do and doing it in a correct ethical way to make sure you live uh, the life that you want to live Yeah. and that you're not hurting anybody or harming anybody or, you know, affecting somebody's life in a deep traumatic way. You know, and as long as you're, you know, you're staying out of people, steering clear of that, then you're, you're good. And, and that's, that's, uh, that's why I'm, I'm like excited. I'm excited about the, or your origin story. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So are we wrapping up? That's a wrap. All right, guys, uh, check us out at our Instagram is at, uh, Moaka media. Uh-huh. Uh, you can, uh, if you enjoyed episode one episode two please don't be afraid to give us a five-star rating uh and we got much more uh coming and subscribe I, oh yeah that's right subscribe, subscribe. that's yeah I, on iTunes. I forgot to subscribe to my own podcast i did it yeah. last night so i apologize i'm sorry about that it, it, it didn't occur I to accept me your apology. Yeah, thank you i was like oh yeah so definitely subscribe um and uh, if you have any questions concerns comments uh, our Gmail is media at gmail.com. Send us a DM. Send us a DM Slide too. In. Slide in. You know? Slide in. I send love me it. Your, send me your questions, your fashion yeah. questions. I will answer them. I will give you a lookbook. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. And okay. go to the dentist, everybody. And go to the dentist right. and get your testosterone checked for all you gentlemen out there, 35 and up. All right? Uh, We'll talk about that in another episode. Peace out. Peace.